Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, friends. Have you ever noticed how sometimes it's exceptionally difficult to be on an even keel when life just keeps happening and weird stuff keeps happening and situations unfold and it seems like a never-ending process? And yet, that is life. Um, This week, I want to talk about our attitude towards inconveniences, the kind of inconveniences that just happen in your everyday existence, and also the kinds of inconveniences that happen like once in a lifetime, exceptional things. And how do we perceive them? How do we handle them? How do we cope and still treat ourselves well and feel capable of being our best selves? So I like to think of myself, or I would love to think of myself as someone who is kind and peaceful and even keel and able to handle things and that I bounce back easily and all of this like nice things that I want to tell myself. And then the reality is that I could wake up and have to like pick up a piece of laundry off the floor that didn't make it into the laundry basket. And it immediately spikes. So like, I can't believe this bullshit. It's right there. You know, like stupid, stupid things, <laughs> right? It's just a tiny inconvenience. And then we notice how we react to it. So one thing I want to say about emotional reactions to inconveniences is one, it's completely human. We all do it. And I think a lot of our particularly bright and large emotional reactions to tiny things stem from other stuff that hasn't been handled or that are actually more upsetting that we don't know how to have an outlet for experiencing that emotion. So like our everyday inconveniences, like, oh gosh, I can't believe I like put this fork through the dishwasher and didn't come out clean. And I'm annoyed because now I have to like clean it a second time. My life is terrible. Like the stupid thoughts that happen there, those things come up because we feel frustrated or like we're barely handling all of the things. Because if there was only one inconvenience, we'd just be like, oh, okay. And just roll along with it. But we feel like an inconvenience is so awful because we have so many of them. Because there's other major, larger things causing stress in our lives and making us particularly emotionally aware or peaked for those kinds of experiences. So when I'm anxious or I have something that I'm upset about that I feel like I haven't handled well or that needs to be handled and I'm not sure I can, if something small comes up, that even slightly touches that emotion of you're not prepared, or this isn't going to go well, or look how you didn't handle this, you should have predicted it. It's like a tuning fork. It's so easy for me to vibrate with that level of stress, that that's the emotion that comes up first. When I feel like I've handled everything in my life well, which is like, when does that ever happen, guys? Come on. (laughs) But when I have done it better, let's say that when I've been managing things better, and something comes up that is inconvenient and frustrating, and I'm able to roll with it and go like, well, that's annoying. And that's my thought. 
is, wow, that's annoying. And then it passes very quickly. That's when I know that I've already dealt with or dealt with in a way that I'm pleased with of all the things. Like I feel good about the way that I've shown up and handled it. It is when I'm feeling like I haven't shown up and handled things very well, that I'm quick to wind up, quick to react, more volatile in general. So let's talk about ways that we can help mitigate this sense of personal failure and stress, because I know it's a thing that we're all dealing with. Like we're all human and we all wish and want to have done everything better in our lives than how we actually did it. Ways that we come to this more peaceful place. A lot of it has to do with praising ourselves more often, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, is how often have you said, wow, thank you self for showing up and doing that really well or even decently. And this is going to sound so foolish, but I want you to try it and hopefully you will because it just sounds so silly. What if (laughs) when you're like taking a shower in the morning or brushing your teeth, you allow yourself to have the thought like, wow, you're killing it. You're totally brushing your teeth so well right now. You badass. And same thing like, oh, look at you, like packing your lunch for school or whatever it is that you're doing to just praise yourself to a ridiculous degree about how decently you're doing stuff. And it sounds foolish and it feels funny to do one because we're just not taught to do that. We're taught that it's full of ourselves to give ourselves this kind of praise. But the more you do it and the more of a habit it becomes, the more frequently you're getting positive feedback and having that positive feedback towards yourself bolsters you when you get a negative feedback. So I recently was reading an article about um, marriages and propensity for staying together or divorce and like the rules and relationships, which was a five to one ratio. So like for every crappy thing or negative feedback that you would give a friend, a partner, a lover, whatever, you want five positive ones, something that is soothing, bolstering, uplifting, kind. You want five for every one frustrating thing. So if you think at your life and go, okay, am I having way more frustrating experiences than positive ones? How can I quickly turn that around? And one of the ways that you can quickly do it is to take very simple things, things that again, you would never praise yourself for normally, such as brushing your teeth or showing up like way to go. You like picked up groceries, like something that seems so mundane that you probably criticize yourself for it and instead go like, wow, you totally did that. Good job. Because you're wanting to give yourself lots and lots and lots of areas for positive feedback to yourself to give yourself that uplift that helps you manage the more difficult times. The more you have where you're proud of yourself, or at least like being a kind, supportive friend to yourself, the more resilient you are to these tiny inconveniences so that when the fork comes out of the dishwasher and it still has crap on it and you're angry, you just go like, well, I guess that one didn't go our way, but you know what? Good job. You did the dishes. (laughs) You know, like we have to do this one again, but all these other ones are good. So I also want to notice how often our brain is just primed, and this is its job, is to notice the thing that's different and then we judge it. So if you did a load of dishes and let's say there's like 50 objects in that dishwasher and you notice the one thing that didn't get washed, that is what we do. Like we zone in on it and we're like, what the hell is this crap? That's not what I was sold. I thought they should all be perfect. And we get hung up on it. 
what I want you to do in the moment like that is go, this one sucks, but 50 of them are fine. Woohoo, 50 of them are fine. I don't have to do those 50. Let's put them away. That's the kind of thing that helps you to, one, put it in perspective and recognize that it doesn't necessarily have to be as overwhelming as it feels in that moment. You can also give yourself permission to be frustrated about the thing that didn't go right. Um, It helps a lot for me personally to allow myself to be pissed off because then it goes by so much faster than if I judge myself for being pissed off about something petty and stupid. (laughs) I just need to be able to have that. And I will even talk with my young daughter about it where I was like, sorry, I was just shitty right there. I was angry because this didn't go my way, but I'm all right now. I don't hold on to it because once I've processed it, it's gone. So she sometimes will hold on to something and be like, oh, well, are you still mad? Or like, I'm afraid that you're still upset about whatever. And it'll have been even five or six minutes ago. I'll be like, oh, I've already kind of moved on. Like I forgot about that. (laughs) It's no longer relevant. I had my emotion about it and now I'm fine. But I've had to work hard to create that for myself. And I'm still working on ways to help give her that skill set to be able to let things go. Some of this does come down, I guess, to our ability to release things that haven't gone our way instead of holding on to them and accumulating them. So have we ever had the experience of rolling out of bed and feeling like, oh, I bumped my knee on the nightstand and then I couldn't find the matching pair of socks and now I'm running late and this isn't good and my breakfast was bad and it just seems to snowball. Of course you have. We all have. What we need is something to disrupt that pattern so that we don't keep holding on and expecting more things to go poorly. So part of what happens there is I think that we're not allowing the space for that initial frustration to pass before we move into the next activity. So if you roll out of bed and you bang your knee, but instead of just taking the minute to jump around, swear a lot and go, ah, and like fix it and then move on with your day you're already judging that you didn't have time to deal with your knee being hurt and you're angry about it, but let's just get going. And then you go do something else and then you stub your toe because you're in a rush and you're still mad. And then it adds. And then you're mad about two things and then something else goes wrong and now you're mad about three. So nothing's really dissipating. It's all just building. What if instead we remember that when something frustrates us and it goes wrong and it's inconvenient, we need to train ourselves that it It'll save us so much more time in the future if we take like one to three minutes right now, like literally like 90 seconds. Let's do that. We're going to take 90 seconds to deal with the frustration of whatever just happened without trying to move forward into the next thing, without trying to resolve it or anything else to just have that emotion. How much does that change the flavor of the rest of the moments that follow it? Because I can almost guarantee you if you take that 90 seconds, that peak emotion will have passed and you're now not carrying it forward and letting it repeat itself again. You're allowed to go forward without expecting it to keep going because when you go forward still in it, it is still going. It's not even that you're expecting it to happen again. It is still happening for you. So think about that. (laughs) If it's still happening for you, of course it's repeating because you're bringing that into the next action that you're doing. So I guess this is me giving you all the permission that you need to take a minute, take a minute and a half for whatever shitty experience you're having to have your feeling about it without feeling rushed about being shitty and see how much it changes your life. If you're allowed to be shitty for like two whole minutes, even 
how much less shitty are you later? I'm just curious. <laughs> so I find for me, I get a lot less shitty. If I'm allowed to be awful and mean and cranky for one or two minutes, I get bored with it pretty fast and then I'm ready to move on. Um, if I haven't finished completing that emotion and I get interrupted in it, that's when it keeps happening. So this is something that I find is difficult for parents. It's difficult for me as a parent is that we're trying to get past whatever emotion we're having about a thing. And then we keep getting interrupted because, you know, your child isn't in that emotion. It's curious and concerned and wants to make sure you're okay, but it keeps interrupting it. So then it keeps building and now you're frustrated about the interruption and it keeps going. But as soon as they back off and let you have like the actual three minutes <laughs> that you wanted to like dissipate all of that, then it can very quickly fade and then you're back in the game and you're fine. So I think this is what happens with my daughter is when I finally get enough time where she's not interrupting me or adding like poking a button on me, she can come and be like, oh, are you still upset? And I'll be like, oh, I've actually forgotten about it. And part of that is that once the the cycle, the actual like physical moving of that emotion has happened, I don't hold on to it anymore. And if I get interrupted early in that pattern, it does build and I do keep going and I am still upset. So she's noticed that. And I think actually this is good. I'm going to talk with her about it and say, hey, there's a timing to this that helps. And I wonder if that'll be good for you too. I wonder if when you're upset, if you take a minute or three minutes to just be upset and don't try to do anything else to make it feel better or fix it or do anything, if you find that after that three minutes, like you don't really care about it anymore and you almost forget that it happened because that's super true for me. And it's an awesome skill to have. It makes your life so much smoother if you're able to just kind of get over things and not hold on to them because no one wants to carry around petty stresses. None of us want to actually be that bothered about all the little inconveniences that we have. It is a part of life. We're going to have stuff that's irritating. It, it just is. We're also going to have amazing stuff. And I'd rather spend way more time being excited and grateful than I spend spun up about difficult and stressful things. Mm. So my friends, may you find this week that you give yourself a little bit more time to... I don't even want to say process, but just exist with whatever frustration happens at an inconvenience, at something that goes wrong, or just interruptions, that you recognize that it has happened, and the fastest way through is to slow down. It's such a good piece of advice. It's really hard to follow because we really have been taught our whole life to just like push through and ignore things. But if you are able to, even one time, take like put on a timer for 90 seconds and just be like, I'm giving myself 90 seconds to be truly pissed off. See how it changes your life. I bet you you'll be surprised. Have a fantastic week and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.